With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Friday! It's all leaving with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube. So like, share, and subscribe to that. I'm hyped for the show. It's a packed show. A lot of NBA. The final seeding games are over. There's big drama ahead with the playing game tomorrow. So we'll see who comes out on top for that. We're going to go into the playoff matchups. We're going to talk a little NFL. There were some big signings yesterday as well. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. We had a lot of candidates this week, so let's just jump right into it. The seeding games are complete. Yesterday was really, really fun, man. There were big performances. There was high drama. Everything that the NBA imagined that the seeding process would be was that yesterday. So let's focus on the seeding games. The first game was the Milwaukee Bucks against the Memphis Grizzlies. You had the Phoenix Suns against the Dallas Mavericks. And you had the Portland Trailblazers going against the Brooklyn Nets. So the first game we're going to recap is the Milwaukee Bucks against the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis had control of this game. They won the game 119-106. to Dylan Brooks had a hell of a game. He scored 31 points. Valachunas had a monster night. He had 26, 19, and 12. John Morant, the point god, 12 points, 13 rebounds, 10 dimes. Brooke Lopez for the Bucks scored 19 points in 20 minutes. Middleton filled in with 14 points in also 20 minutes. There was no Giannis, obviously, because he got suspended for that one game for the headbutt. So you know Milwaukee wasn't going to play their starters big minutes today, which was great for the Grizzlies. It gave them a chance to really hone in, get their playoff rotation in order, work out a few things. And they look great. They really did look great. Dylan Brooks showed up. His shot was falling. He was hitting threes consistently. John Moran didn't have a great game, but you know what the kid can do. So the Grizzlies did their part. They won their game. And now they just had to sit and wait and see what happens. Which takes us into our second seeding game would be the Phoenix Suns against the Dallas Mavericks. Phoenix wins this game 128-102. to Devin Booker had a great game as usual, 27 points. There were five other guys in double digits. Cameron Payne stepped up big, man. He was hitting a lot of big shots. He played well for the Phoenix Suns in this bubble. He was a late addition, got signed, I think, on June 30th. So... He, he's going he's gonna to stick somewhere. I don't know if he's going to stick with this team, but he'll be able to stick somewhere because he's a very decent player. He was a little shaky to start his career, but I think he'll be able to latch on somewhere. Maybe he found a home here in Phoenix. So kudos to them, man. They played really, really well. After the game, Monty Williams, the head coach, he addressed the team. Here's the soundbite. It's just been an unreal ride, right? And we got to go back to the hotel and, and see what happens. But I, I want you guys to know this. 
um, before that happens. Like th this is, this was therapeutic for me to be around a group like this. I, I, I gotta tell you guys, man, I love you, I do. I don't care what happens tonight. I, I know what I got in this room. And it's been a, it has been cool for me to be with y'all every day, to watch you guys work and, and battle and, um, and gain the respect of your peers the way you have on this trip. We're not the sons of old. You've been through a lot. You've been through a lot. And it's, it's hard to, to play the way you play every single night and not get the respect that you deserve. Guess what? You got it, okay? So I don't, I don't care what happens. God knows I hope we get a chance to, to keep shocking the world because that's what you did. Nobody believed we'd come, you know, we'd come here and go 8-0 and, and, and beat the teams we beat. But just know, man, this is special, okay? I want you guys to know that. I don't care what happens, right? This is special. Don't let anybody take this away from you. You gain the respect of the league, okay? Now we got to build on it. We may get to build on it this, this weekend, or it may happen in the summer. We don't control it, okay? We got to get to the point where we control it. Understand that? You guys understand that? You want to be the kind of team that controls your own destiny, okay? That's our next step, all right? Love you guys. Bring it in. Now, for a young team, hearing that from your head coach, it has to push you to get better in the offseason. It really has to. How they came together in this bubble, how they played, how they matured while they were here. You can only see things going up from here. Phoenix has never been a grand destination for free agents. So they're going to have to do this the old-fashioned way by building through the draft, developing their players, and creating a culture that shows the rest of the NBA that they mean business, that they're actually serious about contending. Since the Steve Nash era, they haven't really been concerned about winning, and that's what the rub has been with this organization, that they're cheap. They don't want to contend. They don't want to spend the big dollars. They've invested big money into Devin Booker. They drafted DeAndre Ayton. They have a good young supporting cast. They have a great head coach. So it's time to build with this young core, build the right way, and I'm telling you, in two or three years, this Phoenix Suns team can possibly be a title contender. Possibly. A lot has to go their way. I'm not saying that right now. I don't want to go out on a limb and sound crazy and say, Phoenix is going to win a championship in three years. No, no, no. But they're in the process, and they're making the right moves going forward. That's all I can say. And then the nightcap, we had the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Portland Trailblazers. Dame Dalla, the hottest guy in the bubble. That's your bubble MVP right there. Blazers win the game 134-133 to 133 in a back-and-forth battle. Dame was unstoppable. 42 points, 12 assists. CJ put in 25 and had the go-ahead bucket to win the game. You had Karis LeVert for the Nets, had a great game. He poured in 37 points. The shots that Dame was making in this game just didn't make sense. He was pulling from 40. He was hitting one-leg fadeaway shots on the baseline. He knew that he had to win this game. If they lost this game, they would be out of the playoffs. There was no play-in game for them. They would have been eliminated because Phoenix had won, Memphis had won. So if Portland had lost, they asses would have been going home. And they knew it. After the game, after Kyrus missed that shot, Dame had this look of exhaustion on his face. Like he couldn't even stand up like, man, I played all of these minutes and I thought we were going home. And phew, I'm so happy that we're not. We still have a shot. 
The Nets put a box and one on Dame. That's how crazy the game was. I haven't seen a box and one since I was playing in tournaments when I was 15, 16. That's how you know that you have a guy that you just can't stop and you have to do everything you can. And even still with the box and one, they still couldn't contain this guy. Dame is on another level right now. And he has to be. Because if he didn't score all of those points, there's no way they would have won this game. For the last three games, he's averaging like 50 over the last three games. He's needed every single point to win those games. So he's definitely proven that he's a superstar. A lot of people weren't calling Dame a superstar. He's definitely a superstar, man. He has put this team on his back, and he has made sure that they are in position to make the playoffs. He said before the bubble, if we're not in contention, I don't want to play. I want to make sure that we have a chance. And they were given that chance, they took advantage of that chance, and now they're in position to control their own fate. On the Brooklyn side, listen, this is a game that they didn't need. They were already in the playoffs, their seeding is already set. They played hard regardless. I like what I see out of this team. This is a team that just doesn't quit. They have young players, they have great development, they have a great front office. They're well coached because I think Jacques Vaughn deserves a chance to be the head coach for this team next season. They're really good, man, and I, I like what I saw. Karis LeVert is a budding star. They have a lot of good young pieces, man, so I like the Nets. Kudos to the Nets. Big game. Big game from them. It's so crazy how the Nets are everything the Knicks aren't. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, man, but kudos to them, like I said. Coming up after the break, I want to get into a few playoff matchups. There's some good storylines going on. On a Friday, it's all even. I am so stressed because I hate my job. Let me guess. You're at a dead-end job and find it hard not to press the snooze button? Well, come down to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. We have campuses in Westbury, New York, Boston, Connecticut, New Jersey, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Develop your skills in broadcast media that include audio production, television, radio, and sports broadcasting. Learn from industry professionals in a small, intimate class setting for a better experience. The hands-on training is second to none. And if you're worried about what to do after graduation, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting helps you to get job placement. Take it from me. It took me seven years to get here, and it's been the best time of my life. Go to GoCSB.com or dial 1-800-887-2346 for a studio tour. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next media superstar. Welcome back, y'all. So what makes a good movie is a great storyline. What is the plot? Who are the characters? Have you developed those characters to make people invest in those characters in this movie? These are the things that make a great blockbuster film. It's the same thing when it comes to sports. People invest in the players that they love. They invest in the teams that they love. Nobody cares about a boring-ass playoff series. Nobody cares about a boring-ass matchup. They love the game, but they're not going to be fully invested unless there's a great storyline. There's drama. There's back and forth. There's some trash talk. There's some backstory that maybe we didn't know until the game was, was going on. Which leads me into these five interesting playoff matchups that we have. You got Raptors Nets, you got Pacers Heat, Clippers Mavs, Rockets OKC Thunder, and Lakers versus Blazers or Grizzlies. So let's start in the Eastern Conference. You got the number two seed Raptors against the number seven seed Brooklyn Nets. Obviously the Raptors are the best team in this series. They have better pieces, they have a veteran team, they're stacked. 
They have bigs. They have rim protection. They have perimeter shooting. A great coach and Nick Nurse, who possibly may be the coach of the year. They have everything that you possibly would want in a two seed. Then you got the Brooklyn Nets. Scrappy team. They got a bunch of young players. They don't give up. They have a nice coach in Jacques Vaughn who's auditioning for a job right now. So on paper, it might look like a lopsided matchup. But I don't think so. I think that this particular Brooklyn Nets team can push this Raptors team to about six games. Could you imagine if they had KD or Kyrie? This would be probably the best team in the Eastern Conference. We're talking about the Nets here. I think that without these guys, they can still push this Raptors team to the brink. Why? Because they're young, they have nothing to lose, and they're not going to back down from the Raptors. They're going to be scrappy, they're going to fight, they're going to be in every game and be a thorn in the Raptors' ass. I'm telling you, the Raptors better come correct. They better not fall asleep at the wheel. This is not a team to take lightly. Yeah, they're the 7th seed, but if they had all of their players and injuries weren't a thing and guys didn't opt out of the bubble, this would be a different scenario. So the Raptors need to prepare like they're going against Golden State. That's how they should go about this because if they fall asleep, it could be a longer series than they actually want. So if I'm going to have a bold prediction, bold prediction is the Raptors send the Nets home in six. The firepower that the Raptors have is, is going to be too much for the Nets. It's going to be a nice series to watch, though. It's going to be a young, up-and-coming team against the NBA defending champions. And that's always going to be a good storyline is the present best against probably the future best. Next matchup on the list, you got the Heat against the Pacers. This is going to be a knockdown, dragout type of fight. This is going to be a series that possibly goes seven games. They're evenly matched. They don't like each other. You got Jimmy Butler versus TJ Warren. This is going to be a fun series. I like both teams. They are scrappy. They're gritty. Neither team has a superstar. Jimmy Butler is a, is a great player. He's a star, but he's not a superstar. Same thing with Victor Oladipo. He's still trying to work his way back. So the X factor in this series is definitely going to be the bench. What bench is going to step up? What bench is going to hit some, some timely shots? And Jimmy Butler versus TJ Warren. <laughs> that, that's going to be a WWE-type matchup, man. They're going to be talking crap. They're going to be jaw-jacking. There might be a couple technical fouls that get thrown out. So to me, it's going to seem like one of those old-school type of series, man. But bold prediction? Bold prediction, I got the Heat winning this series in seven. Heat win this series, they go on, and they're going to go against the Milwaukee Bucks. That is going to be an interesting matchup because I think that has the potential to have some real fireworks. Next matchup on the list, you got the Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. The Clippers are the two seed, Dallas is the seven seed. I can't wait for this matchup. I think that this has the potential to possibly be the best series in the playoffs. The Clippers are well coached. They have Kawhi Leonard, they have Paul George, they have a great perimeter defense, they have Patrick Beverly, who's the biggest cheerleader in the NBA, they are the deepest team in the NBA, and they are the favorites to win the NBA championship, so they have a lot going for them. Doc Rivers is there, they're well coached, they have a great owner, everything is right in Clipperland. And then you have the Dallas Mavericks led by Luka Doncic and Porzingis. This is a young team. They have some good pieces. They have Tim Hardaway Jr. They have some perimeter defense as well as some outside shooting. But it's going to come down to Luka Doncic and it's going to come down to Porzingis. If they play well, they have a chance to do something special. If they don't play well, then they're going home early. So what is my bold prediction for this series? Bold prediction? 
I got Dallas winning this series in six. I particularly think Porzingis is going to have a monster series. The Clippers have no answer for Porzingis. He's 7'3". He can shoot. He can put it on the floor. He can block shots. Who are they going to throw at him? Zubac? Are they going to throw Montrez Harrell at him? There is no answer for Porzingis on the defensive end for the Clippers. None. Zero. And we have to see what Kawhi Leonard's knees look like. He looks like he's really hobbling, that he's having an issue with those grandpa knees of his. So hopefully he can hold up, but if he can't, because he's going to have to play some defense. I believe that they're going to put Paul George on Luka Doncic. They're going to give Kawhi the break in the series, maybe put Kawhi on Finney Smith. But they can't have Kawhi guarding Luka. That's going to take away from his game on the offensive end. And then we have to see what Paul George is going to is going to do. We have not seen Paul George step up big when it's needed in the playoffs. So the jury's still out. Will Paul George show that he actually is a quote-unquote superstar? I don't think so. I don't think so. Although Porzingis and Luka, that this is going to be their first go-round in the playoffs... I think that they have enough maturity and young legs on their side. Not to mention, let's talk about the coaching matchup. Doc Rivers versus Rick Carlisle. Doc Rivers is a great coach, but Rick Carlisle is very underrated. This is a former NBA champion. He's won an NBA championship already. So you have two coaches that have won NBA championships with different types of teams. This is going to be a chess matchup between both of them. And I love it. And I think that Rick Carlisle shocks the world and sends the Clippers home in six games. That's just my opinion. Don't debate me. I don't care. The look on Pat Beverly's face. The biggest cheerleader in the NBA when they lose. I would love to hear what he says. I want to hear what Paul George says. I want to hear what Kawhi says. I want to hear what Clippers fans have to say when they go home and they have to be escorted out of the bubble. It's going to be great. It's going to be absolutely great. Next matchup we have is the Houston Rockets, the five seed against the Thunder, the four seed. This is going to be an explosive playoff matchup. Explosive, because there are storylines all over the place. You have the Houston Rockets, which are now led by James Harden and Russell Westbrook, going against the Oklahoma City Thunder, led by Chris Paul. Now, A couple years ago, Chris Paul was on the Houston Rockets, and they were a great team. They pushed the Golden State Warriors to seven games. Unfortunately, Chris Paul had got hurt. He had suffered a bad hamstring injury, and they ended up losing that game seven. But what if Chris Paul didn't get hurt? They would have beat Golden State. They would have got to the NBA Finals, and who knows? They'd have probably beat the Cavs in the Finals, and we would be having a different conversation. But what happened is that they lost, And the wheels came off the bus in regards to that partnership. Chris Paul and James Harden just didn't get along. They could not get along, as well as Dan Tony. Chris Paul wanted to do things a little differently. He wanted to handle the ball. He wanted to have more of a traditional type of sets. And Dan Tony didn't want that. He wanted James Harden to have the ball the whole time. And Chris Paul was like, okay, well, I've never been a guy that just sits around, spots up for three, and wait for the ball to get in my hands. I'm a point guard. I need to make things happen. And what I truly believe is that I think Houston gave up on Chris Paul. I think that they thought that he was done, that he was washed up, and they were not going to let him dictate the pace or dictate strategy on this team. This is James Harden's team. This is his franchise. And they were like, you're not going to have a bigger say or an equal say to James Harden. So you got to go. You got to go. And where did they trade him to? They traded him to the Oklahoma City Thunder 
where Russell Westbrook was teamed up with Paul George after yet again another bad playoff loss. Paul George gets a call from Kawhi and packs his bags and runs to the Clippers. And then a day after that, Russell Westbrook decides that it's time to go. And he ends up on the Houston Rockets in a blockbuster trade for who? Chris Paul. So both teams have a lot to prove to each other. Westbrook loves the Thunder, but he wants to win a championship. He wanted to go somewhere where he's going to have a chance to compete for a title. And that's what he did. On the flip side of this, Chris Paul is going to want to stick it to the Rockets. What he has done with the Thunder is remarkable. Nobody thought that he was actually at this level anymore, but he has proven that he still has a lot left in the tank, and he's ready to put it on D'Antoni. I can't wait to see it. You're going to have some real animosity in this series. It's going to get testy. It's going to get heated. It's going to be a barn burner. Bold prediction? Bold prediction, I have the Thunder winning this series in six. The only reason why I have the Thunder winning this series is due to the fact that Russell Westbrook is going to miss the majority of the series with this quad injury. That's a big blow to the Rockets. James Harden himself is going to be fine. He's going to get his 45 points, his 10 assists. But where is the help coming from? They are a small team already. And now they have to get smaller. They have to get less skilled because Russell Westbrook is not going to be there, Chris Paul is going to take advantage of this. They have a great team over there in Oklahoma City. They really do. Billy Donovan has done a great job with this team. I never thought he was going to have a chance to succeed at this high a level when he left Florida. So kudos to him. I think the Thunder, they're going to take this series. They're going to take this series and take it in six. Plus, it doesn't hurt the fact that you're going against Dan Tony. Dan Tony is the coach that doesn't make adjustments. If I shot 50 three-pointers and missed 50 of them, I'm going to shoot 50 more. That's his strategy. He does not believe in making adjustments. So it's very easy for another coach to kind of out-coach him. Why? Because he's not going to change. He's not going to make any type of in-game adjustments. So as an opposing coach, it's a walk in the park. And the final matchup we're going to talk about is going to be the number one seed LA Lakers going against the eighth seed, whether it be Portland or Memphis. So let's talk about the playing game first. The playing game, which is going to happen on Saturday. I got the Blazers winning this game. I think as the eighth seed, they have the upper hand, the advantage, because all they have to do is win one of these games. The Grizzlies have to win two games, and it's just it just seems impossible. They don't have Jaron Jackson Jr. They don't have enough, I can say, to beat the Blazers. The way Dame is playing right now, the way he's shooting, is going to be tough to beat. Listen, the Grizzlies, they're a young team. They are are up and coming. The point God is the man, but he just got here, so he has time to grow. He has time to learn, but right now, it's Dame time. It's Dame time, and I think that they beat the Grizzlies, and they go on to face the Los Angeles Lakers in the one versus eight matchup. The Blazers, they have Carmelo Anthony, seasoned veteran. He's looking to get a championship or have a last run at one. You got C.J. McCollum. He's a great second option. They have decent bigs. Nurkic is good. You have Hassan Whiteside. If he can keep his head screwed on right, then they can have a reliable big off the bench. Zach Collins. You now have Gary Trent Jr. who's shooting the ball well. They battled to be here. They had to win basically almost every game in the bubble. So they are battle-tested right now, and they look ready to pull off the upset. On the other side, you got the Lakers, who they haven't looked well in the bubble. They haven't looked great. They haven't looked sharp. 
They locked up the number one seed and have been trying out different lineups ever since. So I, I believe that the Lakers are trying to get in the playoff mode. I think that LeBron is going to is gonna step it up. I think Kyle Kuzma is going to be the question mark whether he can be consistent. Anthony Davis is going to be fine. So that brings me to my matchup. Bold prediction. Bold prediction is that the Lakers beat the Blazers in five. I just think that LeBron James is going to be too much for them. There's no answer for him on the defensive end for the Blazers. There's no answer for AD on the defensive end for the Blazers. Guess what? Newsflash. They can't stop anybody on the defensive end. So the Lakers are going to have opportunities to get out of this offensive rut that they've been in since they've been in the bubble. The Blazers just keep you in games. Their defense is their offense. They're going to score 130 points and hope that they can be able to stop you. But they really can't because they can't stop a nosebleed. I think arguably they have the worst defense out of these 16 playoff teams. They may have the worst defense. They make mediocre NBA players look great. So guess what? Guys like Danny Green, guys like KCP, guys like Alex Caruso, they're going to they're gonna be able to get right and get opportunities to shoot at a high clip and shoot off them because they're going to get a lot of opportunities. They're going to get a lot of open shots. Why? Because when you have a point guard, a shooting guard, and a small forward who cannot stop anyone, you're going to have a field day. So Lakers in five. Don't debate me. Playoffs officially start next Tuesday, so I'm going to have my popcorn ready, man. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk a little NFL. There were some huge signings on a Friday. It's all leaving. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening. I'm tuned in. I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now. I'm tuned in. Fire, fire, all even. We here. Let's go. Welcome back, y'all. So it's always nice to feel wanted. It's always nice to be in a situation where both parties like each other, they like the situation that they're in, and they want to commit. A lot of partnerships, a lot of business partnerships break down because there's a lack of trust. The communication was not always there. And because of that, you had this uncertainty. Are they invested in me fully or do I have to start looking elsewhere? But then you get that promotion, you get that big raise, and you're like, man, this is what I was waiting for. This is what I was hoping for, that they actually trust me to go forward. The San Francisco 49ers just locked up their tight end, George Kittle. Five years, $75 million. He got an $18 million signing bonus as well as $30 million at signing, and he looks like he's going to get about close to $40 million in guarantees. That's a huge contract for George Kittle. He's a great tight end, big-time player, 27 years old. He's had back-to-back 80 catches, 1,000 yards, five touchdown seasons. He's the total package in regards to a tight end. He can block. He's gritty. He can catch it. He can catch it over the middle. He can go deep. This guy is something special. And when they took him out of the fifth round a couple years ago, who would have thought that he would be this type of player? But Kyle Shanahan knows how to use offensive weapons. He knows how to get people in space and really max out potentials. He knows how to get you to your potential. So because they locked up Kittle, I think that the 49ers are going to have a good chance to still be relevant in the NFC, especially in the NFC West. I think they can win that division. I think that they can get back to the Super Bowl. 
They got to see what they get out of Jimmy G. Hopefully, Jimmy G can take another step in his maturity as a quarterback. But they really have everything going, man. This is a this is a good team. This is a fun team. They do a lot of creative things offensively. And George Kittle is just a beast. If you have him in fantasy or you're going to have him in fantasy, make sure you get him early because that guy, he's a problem, man. You, you can almost pencil in 80 and 1,000. Close your eyes and set your clock to it because you already know that the production is coming. He is their number one receiver, no doubt. And then what's crazy is that shortly after that, you had Travis Kelsey sign his extension. Four years, $58 million. He wants to stay home in Kansas City. He actually, in my opinion, took a discount. They want to keep that thing rolling in Kansas City. It's beautiful to see. I like when players want to stick with their teams. I like when they you know, sacrifice a little bit financially for the betterment of the team. Now, I'm not saying that you should always do that. Get your money. But if you can be able to maintain a great nucleus of players on your team by giving up a couple million, that's what you should do. You should want to think about legacy as well as your your pockets because you can have both. You can be a champion as well as be very rich. So I don't personally think that you have to choose one or the other. Travis Kelsey, he's the first tight end in NFL history to have four straight seasons of 1,000 yards. That is impressive. The guy is basically a wide receiver. Just like Kittle, he is the number one option in Kansas City. You got Tyreek Hill that goes over the top, but he's not Mr. Reliable. Mr. Reliable is Travis Kelsey. When things go bad, go to Kelsey. When you need a first down, go to Kelsey. When you need five yards, go to Kelsey. When you need a touchdown in the end zone, go to Kelsey. This is a guy that steps up in big games. He always does. You can never worry about him. You never have to worry about him. And this Kansas City team is just going to keep getting more scary. They have guys that are committed to stay here and willing to take less. What more can you ask for? It's, it's unfair. It's really unfair for the other teams in the AFC, other teams in the NFL. So kudos to them locking him up. It's a good thing for the NFL. It's a good thing for the AFC. It's a good thing for the Chiefs. It's a great thing for the tight end market. The tight end market is really booming now. So good tight ends or great tight ends that are coming up, they can expect to get paid just the same. In other NFC news, the Cowboys have signed defensive end Everson Griffin to a one-year, $6 million contract. This is a huge deal for the Cowboys. This shores up their pass rush. They get another veteran end on the team. I am very curious to see how Mike Nolan uses him because normally Mike Nolan likes to go with a 3-4 defense. Everson Griffin is not going to do well in a 3-4 defense. He has to go with a 4-3 now. When you have all this talent on your defensive line, you have to use it at your disposal. You have to play to their strength and you can't try to funnel them into a system that doesn't work for them. So I'm really interested to see how that works. But a big sign-up for the Cowboys nonetheless. I am really, really looking forward to the NFL season. Coming up, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Friday. It's all even. This is a public service announcement. Down in your luck? Tired of being curved? Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils. But to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in a dog pound. And that's not all it does. You could be getting ready to see that special fox and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold you yet? I thought so. For 
go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk. Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We have candidates on Monday and Friday, and then we pick the winner on that Friday show. So I posted on my Instagram this week the candidates. So the first candidate we had, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, he wants fans in the stands in the midst of a pandemic. Bad move. He's just old. He doesn't realize what's going on. I don't even think he knows what day it is. So he doesn't even realize that we probably are in a pandemic. After that, we had Paul George, Mr. Tough Guy. He talks crap to Dame Lillard on Twitter. Dame responds back, and then all of a sudden he wants to walk it back and call Dame and clear the air. Come on, bro. You got to be tougher than that. Like, you can't talk like that and then try to make amends. Be about it. And obviously, you ain't about it. Next on the list was Kiki Vandeway. This is the executive vice president of the NBA. He chose to give Giannis Antetokounmpo one game for a WWE headbutt. One game. You have to hold your players accountable. Just because he possibly is the MVP again and he's one of the best players in the league doesn't mean that you don't have to send a message. He should have been suspended two games. Maybe Kiki has him in FanDuel or something and he's trying to win some money. Who the hell knows? But I know that one game was not enough. However, there must be a winner and it's not any of these particular candidates. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is Kima Sivarand. Kima Sivarand is my because he thought he could be able to sneak a young girl into the team hotel and dress her up as a Seahawk. You can't <laughs> You can't make this up. So during the pandemic, he's trying to sneak some buns into the hotel room. Look, I get it. There's a lot of backed up dudes out here right now in the pandemic. Things are rough. Things are rough with your health. Things are rough in regards to getting busy. It's it's I understand. But come on, man, you got to be smarter than this. You can't even just like admit it and say, yo, coach, can I be excused this one time? I mean, yo, look at Shorty. She's she 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 bad. Like, can I can I just I, I, I need this. I need this for myself. I need this to gain my confidence so I can be on the field and perform. Yo, be honest. But instead, you want to dress her up like who? You want to dress her up like Russell Wilson? Yeah, I'm just taking Russell Wilson back to my hotel so we can go play some video games. That ain't Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson don't have high heels on. Russell Wilson don't have his nails done. Like, <laughs> Yo, I don't even know what to say. Yo, this dude is off the hook. This is how his NFL career is going to end. It didn't even start. <laughs> and this is the legend of Kimar Sivarin. This is going to go down as the dumbest thing I have ever heard anybody do. Bro, you could have went to another off-site hotel. You could have did things in your car. You could have did anything, but you chose to go back to the team hotel. (laughs) Oh, man, I tell you, your mother must be so proud to see you get drafted and then see you be the first idiot to get cut for something like this. Man, congratulations. So Kima Severin, you may never win another game in your football career, 
but just know that you're the winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this week. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll see y'all on Monday. Until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on SoundCloud. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.